Welcome to Two Dudes, One Movie Podcast, the podcast where two dudes dive into cinematic masterpieces from a different decade each week. Right now, we're in between seasons, and so instead of our regular scheduled programming, we're here with something new. It's time for some debates, and our debate this week is going to be a good one. It is, what is the best Christmas movie? Bum, bum, bum. What is the best Christmas movie? That's the it's the real question right there. Park, I am going to withhold my statement until it's my turn. That's fire. Uh, we did a coin toss, like always, and I am going first on this one. Um, these are always interesting because we don't really like talk to each other about what we're choosing that much beforehand. So there's always that fear that we're going to come in with the same thing. But the odds of that considering who we are as individuals is super unlikely. Uh, I like a little shock factor. Parker's more of a classic man. I am. I am. So here's how it's going to work. Both sides will get a chance to share their thoughts and opinions. And then we will have a short rebuttal session. After that, it's up to you. You decide who won the debate. So make sure to share, like, and comment who you felt like won today's debate. It's the only way... For us to feel any emotional satisfaction after this. So we're really counting on all of you, all of our listeners out there, to make their decision known. Of course, the decision is always easy every week. It's going to be me. But we still need you guys to be a part of this equation. So thank you to everyone who has been doing that so far. Uh, we've been really enjoying these debates. Uh, and we hope to do more of them in the future. But with that being said, why don't we just jump into this right now? All right, so I'm just going to go ahead and jump right into it, Rick. How's that sound? Get out of pork. All right. So, the best Christmas movie, without a doubt, Rick, is Miracle on 34th Street. Rick, let me remind you that this is a Christmas classic, and there is a reason it is called a classic, and, and that it's been recreated Multiple times for multiple generations, Rick. They don't make, they don't recreate bad movies. They create great, recreate great movies. So that alone has got to tell you more than you need to know. Uh, Rick, Christmas, Miracle on 34th Street embodies the Christmas spirit and having faith and believing in something bigger than yourself. You know what I, else I love about it? What other Christmas movie can pull off a courtroom drama? None. This is probably the only Christmas movie you're going to see that is also a courthouse drama movie. Rick, what else, I, what else I, I love about this film and how it kind of encapsulates that Christmas spirit is the dynamic of the little child, Susie, and how she doesn't believe in Santa Claus and how it's this overcoming. Think about all the Christmas movies have who have copied that formula since then. Miracle on 34th Street is one of those first movies that established that protocol of believing in Santa Claus and giving him, quote-unquote, the, the strength to persevere through whatever it is he's going through. In this movie, it's a little more realistic than whimsical, uh, being a courthouse drama, but still phenomenal and really set the tone for what Christmas movies would become. Also, I love that this movie doesn't shy away from 
realistic depictions. It's a very realistic feel to this movie. I also love that at the start of the film, at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, that the Santa Claus that's supposed to go on is just an alcoholic drunk Rick. Like, this movie doesn't shy away from these harsh realities of life. And who's there to save the day but good old Saint Nick, the real Saint Nick Rick. He's always there to save the day. He steps in, fulfills the role of the Santa of the parade, takes on the mantle of the Macy Santa Claus. He is an absolute goat and a real true Santa Claus. And might I argue that he, Edmund Gwynn as Santa Claus, has a fantastic performance. He really encapsulates Santa Claus. He's smart and caring and gentle, but stern in who he is and what he represents. And he's always willing to kind of, with specifically the dynamic that he has with Susan or Susie, is just kind of push her along into this belief of of something great of the idea of Santa Claus. And I just absolutely love that. So, Rick, that is my argument or for what is the best Christmas movie, Miracle on 34th Street. Thanks for choosing the most overrated Christmas movie of all time, Park. Rick! I oh my gosh. am choosing a movie that I think has an argument. It was definitely a top five movie in 2019. I think I have an argument for top three. I'll at least sit it at number two because my goat, my current goat is number one. I'm doing Claws or Klaus. I don't really know. Claws? We'll do Claws. That's a great pick, Rick. That's a fantastic pick. Park, this movie is more like classic Disney than anything Disney has done in the last like 20 years. I think that's the very first thing that I wrote. I think it has everything that you have from like some of those classic like hand-drawn Disney film like movies of the 90s, which it is hand-drawn animation, so it's incredible. It's very full of life. I feel like with animation, just in animation in general, these days you like obviously everything's like computer animated. It but it also feels like I feel like a lot of things feel lifeless. Um, I definitely think this is the best animated movie. I don't think I can have a debate. There's even a debate there, mainly because the other one up is probably the Polar Express, which has it's it's it feels lifeless completely, in my opinion. Um, with those eyes, Park, those eyes are scary. Hot debate right there. That's another debate we should have. This is really, but all you need to do is look in one of those characters' eyes, and it's terrifying. I mean, the animation of the time, Rick. The animation of the time. I know, Park. This movie is best characterized as Emperor's New Groove meets Santa Claus. And in part, it's a masterpiece, I would say. I feel like it perfectly descripts like a San- like an original Santa origin story. So it kind of makes its own thing. You kind of in folklore a little bit. I also like that it doesn't play entirely into folklore. Like you have like, where did, uh, where did Cole come from? And then it turned, they turn their own little joke on it. It's a very funny movie. I think it has the greatest ending line. I think it's a top five ending line ever. I think it has the greatest ending line in a movie ever. I feel like I don't want to say it because I don't want to spoil it. Are debates supposed to be spoiler free? I don't really know. Rick, it's whatever you need to win the argument. You could say spoiler before you say it so people can fast forward 15 seconds. That's true. Well, it has the greatest ending line, and I think that it can can make a grown man cry, as they say, Park. He says, at the end of the movie, Santa Claus, he's, he's no longer with us. And then ends with a little girl riding in a sleigh. And he says, once a year, I get to see my friend again. Park, that is just, I get tingles in my skin when I listen to that. And that sounds tingles. sexual, but it's not, Park. 
tingles it in your skin. Chills, as they say. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't get chills. I get tingles, Rick. Tingles, tingles in the Shing- skin. And then when I'm 60, I'll get shingles. Shingles. Ooh. <laughs> Are you saying that this film gives shingles? That doesn't sound like a very great film, Rick. I don't think it would give shingles. I guess we'll figure out. I guess rewatch it when we're in our 70s and we can figure it out if, we'll, if we're diagnosed with shingles. <laughs> but again, I think so. I think that this movie uh, should have won Oscar for Best Animation. It did not. I believe Toy Story 4 did because the power of the mouse knows no other. It is also known that the Oscar sucks, and especially for animated movies, they don't actually watch all of them. So they probably just choose whoever gives them the most money. It's a fact, Bark. I uh, so this movie is definitely one of the best movies of 2019 in general, and I think, and I had to choose something. Reason why I chose it is I had to choose something that I'm like excited to watch every year. I've been excited to watch this movie every single year since it's come out. There is a little tiny part of me that wanted to do the holdovers because I'm a I'm just a man. I'm a man that's full of recency bias sometimes, but I feel like I have to give it the three year, the three year try. Give it like, some I'm room excited to breathe. To watch it for for a while because I think that's what I think when we're thinking about Christmas movies. Um, I think nostalgia has to play in a little bit. I feel like like people like or hate Christmas for generally how their like childhood is and generally like how their like upbringing is. And I think that I think that Claus does it well. It makes me feel all warm and cozy, like those old Disney movies. Park. Mm. That's a so. that's that's a fair assessment, Rick. I got to give you that. Is that is that your debate right there? That's it. I. I ended. I had like two lines of notes, and those notes ended a long time ago. The rest of me, it was me rambling. Rick, well, you did a great job rambling. You're a true rambler. Oh, thanks, Park. I gotta first commend you. That's a fantastic pick that you chose. Claus is, without a doubt, one of the best Christmas movies and a fantastic animated movie in general. I loved the art style, the 2D drawings with a little bit of a pop to make it have a little bit of a 3D element feel to it. Um, fantastic story really does hit on a nostalgic feel and the lore that it builds and creates is really engaging and almost spiritual in a way um but like it still doesn't top miracle on 34th street miracle on 34th street walked so claus could run rick park a miracle on 34 40 whatever it is whatever street i don't give a crap what street it is park the miracle that took place, I was forced to watch in like seventh grade in the same year that I was forced to watch like the, the Outsiders. I don't give a crap, Park. It's a, what that movie is, is it is what I call a film student movie. Oh it's what my teachers, gosh. It is what teachers, they show you these movies. It's just a, it's just a Christmas Casablanca, Park. Oh my goodness. It you know, great for a lot of people would argue that being in the same sentence as Casablanca is a really good thing, Rick. Yeah, if you're 90. Oh my goodness. All right, let me go back to your argument. First off, you were calling Claus classic Disney. Rick, let my let me remind you we are not we are not debating we are not debating Disney movies here. We are not debating anything in that realm of Disney. You're right. I was just I was this describing is, my movie park. Yeah, but I thought you thought Disney movies weren't that great. Classic Disney though? Mm-hmm. The cur- I say current Disney is not that great. Well, Whatever it may be, like Toy Story changed animation forever. You can't you can't call Toy Story not a great. I movie. would say Toy Story changed animation the same way Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street changed Christmas movies, Rick. So well, I doubt it. it was in the eighties. We would never know if there's no if there's no Miracle on 
34th Street, I think all these movies still happen. Hmm. I'm being whispered in the producer's ears that it is not pronounced Klaus, it's Klaus. That's what I said at the beginning, but then I felt that I thought you that I thought I was corrected, so I went to Klaus. Hmm. Well, maybe Rick, you need to learn what the best the name of the best Christmas movie is. Before I you said it. I said we can rewind the tape. <laughs> I originally rewind said Klaus, and I said I think it's Klaus, and I said whatever Fine. the matter, it's the best movie. Fine. Well, Rick, I'm going to continue. Uh, punching some holes in your arguments uh santa origin story do we really need another origin story in our society we are the movies the movie theaters are filled with movies that are origin stories of superheroes of folklore of historical people heck you're gonna go see the origin story of napoleon in just a couple hours rick it's going to be "quote unquote" the the origin story of Napoleon. We don't need more origin stories. You There's called no- your like greatest movie one of your greatest movies of all time that you saw this year, Oppenheimer, is basically an origin story. Well, Rick, I would say it's a little more than that because part of the central focus and drama of the film is about the um, the hearing of, um, gosh, I can't. I'm blanking on his name right now of rdj's character there's a whole other subplot to it it's not just the origin story and the outseeing of um oppenheimer from just because there's a little more i mean it's still an origin story hmm. of oppenheimer all i'm saying is the entirety of the movie of this movie specifically is an origin story Fuck, we're not we're not Santa debating Claus. that overrated movie we're debating your overrated movie mm-hmm. all right uh and then finally rick you're right it is a fantastic ending it has a great ending, but a movie is more than its ending. There are plenty of movies that have great endings that aren't as strong the rest of the way through. And we can't let the biases of how something ends skew the view of how the entire property and piece is. Look at Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Everyone walked out of that movie back in 1999 and was ecstatic because it was a really it ended on a really high note with a climactic lightsaber battle with Darth Maul. Obi-Wan Kenobi's mentor was killed. It was strong, but the whole movie before that, bar the pod racing sequence, is really boring. Park, just because I'm highlighting something doesn't make the rest of it bad. If I'm taking notes on something and I want to highlight something, it doesn't mean the rest of the sentence is always bad. This whole movie in general is a great is a great tale, Park. It has everything you look for in a Christmas movie. It has sadness. It has laughter. Again, I do think nostalgia is a piece. I think it's a piece of Christmas. Has everything you want, Park. It makes you think about your life a little bit. Well, if we're talking about nostalgia, I think the movie from the 1930s hits the home run in nostalgia, Rick. It's been around for everybody on this planet to watch. Yeah, that's only because the movie took place way, way back then. So that's the key to nostalgia. Kla- Klaus brings you nostalgia, and that movie came out three years ago. It brings you that feeling, Park, of better days, Christmas mornings, laughter, the last film that Norm MacDonald has ever been a part of. J.K. Simmons as an amazing Santa. It's everything you want. Rick, I'd have to argue that um, Edmund Gwynn is an even better Santa, and he doesn't just uh, volunteer his voice for the film. He volunteers everything. He embodies Santa Claus in the film. So he, so he's an actor. Great. There's been millions <laughs> of actors <laughs> that's him. Um, very well, Rick. 
Well, <laughs> do you have anything else to rebuttal, or are we going to hand it over to the audience to decide now? No, man, I'm good. Well, everyone, that's going to be our debate for this this week. Um, let us know who you think won. Is Miracle on 34th Street the best Christmas movie? Is Klaus the best Christmas movie? Or is there another one that we didn't talk about? I'm surprised neither of us brought up Elf, but we didn't. Uh, let us know in the comments below who you thought won. Uh, because, again, it's the only way that we're going to have a winner. So, with that being said, thank you so much for listening to Two Dudes, One Movie Podcast. The podcast where two dudes dive into cinematic masterpieces each week. Until next time, guys, we'll see you then. I know it's Klaus. Don't hate me.